When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Complex, an associate editor and film writer at Deadline.com. Today, I'm chatting with M88 managing partner and co-founder, Philip Sun. M88 is a full-service management firm, and Philip Sun has ascended the ranks as one of the industry's most dynamic representatives. As a former partner at management company WME, Sun launched M88 in August 2020 in partnership with macro founder and CEO Charles D. King. M88 represents a diverse generation of talented artists who bring fresh perspectives and unique histories to create a much-needed cultural shift. As the major BIPOC-led representation company, M88 is behind some of today's biggest filmmakers and talent of color, passionately elevating clients at all levels, building out their businesses, production companies, and more. M88's client roster is comprised of sought-after talent at the intersection of entertainment and culture, including Michael B. Jordan, Ryan Coogler, Issa Lopez, Taraji P. Henson, Gemma Chan, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, and many, many more. On this episode, Philip and I talk about the creation of M88. We talk about the firm's star-powered clientele, and we talk about the future of the film and television industry. And with that said, let's get into the discussion. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast on Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Hello. Thank you, Philip Sun, for coming on to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is so exciting. I'm I'm really excited to have you on and, and chat with you and get a little update, catch up. How have you been? Uh been all right. Been all right. It's been a crazy three years since we last sat. Um, I know. We were just saying. I, I think I we sat down with Mike Fleming and the group at Lapan when we were uh in I think a makeshift office in my father-in-law's office when we were starting MD. <laughs> And I think you had just joined Deadline at that time. Right. Um, I definitely had just joined. I think I had only been there six months. Yeah, it's it's it was it was, I remember you being there just a short amount of time, but but obviously things are working out. It'll be three years in September. Yeah. It's right around the time. I, I think you track you being there tracks around the time that MAD has been around. Yeah, it's and you guys have been, I mean, you have really blown up <laughs> like it's like when i look at this award season and 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 the things that you guys are in the mix for the color purple you got blitz basawoli um just what is can you talk about what that feeling is like that feeling of accomplishment that feeling of you know, you of you know, you've done your due diligence and you're you've established yourself. Can you just talk about what that's like? What that feels yeah, like? Yeah, it's it's more for sure. I mean, first of all, it comes from a feeling of pride for the clients that we represent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's 
it kind of is like 101 for us is like the people that we work with we're so proud of and we feel are so talented and you know award season or not when they win like we're just so happy and and you know it gives us a, a big sense of uh again pride um that they get the flowers that they deserve um right. and that we know they're capable of period mm-hmm. um i think accomplishments for the firm uh you know being three three and a half years in now and say wow that's so fast um and seeing like the executives here the managers here working with these clients and really pushing the mission and bringing it to fruition mm-hmm. it's it's gratifying um for sure just as the old guy at the company um but it's <laughs> it's fun it's fun to watch um and it it just reinforces that we're doing the right thing um we're doing it the right way we're doing it at the highest level mm-hmm. uh, and again as reps for for our clients to be seen in that light is the the biggest thing that we can we can ask for mm-hmm. um and for me just you know growing the company um watching my partners and and with the managers here grow into their own power and realizing their power um and being able to play on this level that's the that's the best that's the best you're actually catching me on my 19th year anniversary of being in this business so it's, well, i was uh, just about to ask you about that because it's a big reflective moment you 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 know from wme and now with this you saw you stepped out and saw the need for something a bit different can you talk about the sort of inception of of m88 and and what the need was at the time uh that you wanted to tap into yeah and you know we spoke about this um when we sat down the and the people i think people know the story by now but i think you know when i started at wma so i've seen this the rep um industry change a bunch right so i started in the mailroom at william morris agency even before the merger um i saw you know, WME become an agency that is unlike any other um, and agencies across the board are just morphed, right? They're mm. like, they're so powerful. Um, they're so grand in their reach mm-hmm. um, and they represent differently now, right? CAA, WME, UTA, all of them, they've evolved um, and can do so many things across media in the world, entertainment um, and business. Um, for me at the time, it was my son had been born. So everything changes when your kid's born. Um, and I think COVID hit at that time. And mm-hmm. so, you know, fundamentally everyone had a second to pause um, and reflect because, you know, especially as reps, you don't really have a minute to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, things going, uh, it's always pushing the client forward, pushing yourself forward, et cetera. Um, but I think the combination of my kid being born, the pause of COVID, and then the reanalysis of like, what am I trying to do? Right. I'd always come up in the agency game wanting to represent, you know, underrepresented voices, women POC, just because I knew the game. I was like, I knew no one. I came in knowing no one. How you become powerful in a rep firm is your client list. Um, and you spend 24-7 fighting for them. Um, so I really wanted to put efforts into people that I really believed in and the stories that I felt I wanted them to tell and they wanted to tell. Um, and at the time it was the industry told me it was a dime on the dollar and like you'll never make a career out of that. And it's not a mm. it's not a business. Um, 
obviously I, I ignored that um, because it, ignoring that kind of gave me the power to ignore what they were saying about people like me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I didn't really exist much in the in the in the representation world and, and people like me didn't exist much in the industry at large. Mm-hmm. Um, so you push through, you persevere. Um, and obviously we found success uh, in a business model. Um, and then I think at that time it was. You know, it's hard for corporations that aren't built um, from the core by people that look like us feel like us, see, you know, see the world like us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when you're trying to change uh, a landscape like that, it's um, it's hard because it's not their DNA, right? And so you ultimately create what they, they do what they can. They create programs, right? The DEI programs, like diversity funds, you know, initiatives. Um, but I think it all ties back to, you know, how I felt about my kid, is like my kid's not a program. My clients right. aren't programs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a program. I'm not other. Um, and I knew the power of the artists that I represented. Like they're really the center of culture. Um, so instead of being kind of getting half of the attention, a third of the attention, whatever it, it felt like, I was like, maybe it's time for us to be the center of it. Um, we had accrued enough knowledge and experience um i couldn't have gone to any better school than the that wme that taught me right like the guys that run it ari patrick like it's going to master class every day just watching how to how to do the job mm-hmm. and i like i learned at least a critical mass of information that gave me the confidence with the clients to like let's let's take the swing like i'm mm-hmm. gonna bet on us again um and so we pivoted out charles king obviously is the king um, right. No, everything he's accomplished with macro at the time and going forward, it felt like a perfect partnership. I worked for him 19 years ago. Um, right. So it was like a, it was a homecoming for me. Um, but standing beside my mentor and my partner meant a lot. Um, and it felt like it was time for us to to build a, a firm that felt like us from the core. Um, and it seems to be working so far. I'm curious to know about advocacy and client advocacy and how you sort of advise that that is pushed and how was that sort of implemented? I don't really know much about, you know, this world. So when your client is going through something or when your client is is trying to to book a job or anything like that, what does that type of advocacy look like? Well, it's just having someone beside you and behind you that has a point of view that shares, like understands your talent cherishes it and believes that the world should see it right and then there's the business side of it of like understanding how to how to make people see it mm-hmm. right so um we all know this this business is relationship based right it's like it's it's who you know it's mm-hmm. not what you know it's who you know and then when you combine who and what you know then magic happens right right so for us it's again we we're now uh we have executives, myself, Gabby Mena, Aranda Garrett, a whole slew of amazing managers that have their relationships at that level, have the talent at that level and the upcoming level. And now we can connect on those levels mm-hmm. with executives that make decisions, with you know, studio heads that make decisions. You know, there's it's team effort to to advocate, right? 
Um, I think in the past it's been hard because even as you have a, a rep of similar mindset, you still need a, a studio or a buyer that shares that. Um, but now you can see, and it, there's still a long way to go, but like the Nigel Kirkendalls of the world, the Nicole Browns of the world, you know, the Michael Chong's of the world, Ryan Jones, whomever, what have you, Casey Bloys, right? Francesca, you now have teammates mm -hmm. that, that when you see a special talent and you, you know how to sell it and pitch it, right. And, and see the vision. There are people on the other side to now receive it, uh, and see, and seeing the same value, um, and reach. And can you talk about what you look for in a client? You know, I, I presume that there's a bit of back and forth. You know, they're looking for the best person to represent them, but you're also looking for uh, talent and also personalities that fit best with what you Yeah, doing. I think I think there's there's a whole range of what we look for, right? Because the diversity of thought and, and personality is what makes it wonderful. Um, but there's always like a common thread. Right. It's like understanding their power in the world. Like it's there's always that core like variable of like they know they're special. We know they're special. That me that links up. Right. Mm -hmm. And like a hunger and a drive. Right. I, I find that most of my clients and most of the clients here have that. How do I say it, it's probably described most commonly as like chip on their shoulder. Right. Mm -hmm. I think, in, you know, in corporations <laughs> are like, oh, don't have a chip on your shoulder. You're like you're in. I'm like, no, you, the chip on your shoulder is what makes you great. Right. You have something to prove and you know you can prove it. Right. You just need the right partners and allies to be beside you to fight for things that in, in areas that you don't want to learn learn or understand. Right. Creatives, they understand business, but they're creatives. It's like God given, right? Like not everyone is creative. And some people are some people are phenomenal at business, right? Sometimes it doesn't go hand in hand. Sometimes it's just you're brilliant at one or you're brilliant at the other. The magic is when both come together, right? And then I feel like the openness to learning, um, but the but really the motivation and drive to be great is a common thread um, through the clients that we work with. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would someone go about approaching M88 and saying, hey, can you represent me? Someone who who is is new and and wants to break in, and they have a great story, but they don't have any advocacy or they don't have any representation. Um, yeah. I know it doesn't happen in a vacuum, but I'm just curious to hear your thoughts. I mean, look, we we are still uh, a young company, so like mm -hmm. as we as we get bigger with more executives, we'll have more time and space to develop further. Um, I'd like to read everything in the world if I could. Like I, I like I would love to to analyze every everything that comes in. Mm -hmm. um, it's not the reality, but if you know, kind of like we said before, it's you take your shot, right? You have that drive. You have the chip. You try to get to a representative here. You get your, your material over. We'll review it, right? And and then if we see something that aligns with 
how we're building our business and who we represent. Um, then the conversation started, et cetera. But you always got to take your shot. Um, you know, sometimes it's too early, right? Sometimes it's just not the right time, period. Um, and we're always very honest about that. But it's a, we're definitely a group that no matter if you're represented here or not, you know, if you're a voice that believes in yourself, we're going to be rocking with you. We'll support what we can, um, you know, especially women in POC. Right. Um, and allies, um, you know, it's, it's the beautiful thing about management, right? It's like agency, it's a bit territorial. You're either like at a place or another place and like that's where you're at. Management mm-hmm. is like, obviously we want you with us. And but if you're not, we can still support. Right. Right. Okay. Because in our mindset is any POC, your win is our win. Whether you're here or not, right? You're pushing the ball forward and we want you to win. Right. So if if we can give any kind of resource or help, we will be there. Um, and that's that's just kind of our mindset. I think that that like I I, I see I kind of see the vision and I just because I was curious, I was like, you know, how does one especially as M88 builds their sort of their their client base and builds their mythos and the things that, you know, they want to represent. Um, I, but I think people are always curious about knowing the ins and outs of how this industry works. And with it's your- a mystery. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. <laughs> it, it is, It is. but it, it is a constantly growing thing that is always changing that one must always learn uh, to navigate within. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask is how did you guys- sort of shift during the strikes um in supporting your 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 clients and uh providing that support there yeah. were you know a lot of agencies that were like well what about us and and we have to make money too and from what i understand m88 was one of the ones that was out there with the folks saying give them what they what they deserve so can yeah. you talk about that I think the strike was um I think the strike was hard on everyone, right? It was uh unprecedented. Um and yeah, I think you saw just around the industry at large, it was um it was challenging for a lot of business models, right? Um, when the money stops coming in, in the in the way that it usually does. Um businesses have to make hard decisions. I think it's twofold on that on that answer. One for the clients, um, another kind of Wrapping around to a, a question you asked earlier, another thing, a quality that, you know, our clients share is ambition and entrepreneurialism. Um, and we took the time during the strike to really, when the 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 traditional shop was closed, really build out businesses for our clients that they've been wanting to get into, right? Obviously, talent can still go into brands um, that was allowed during the strike. Um, so... Like, but but how do you approach brands? Like, how do you build with them? How do you build your own brands? I think with, you know, Michael, obviously, you know, we launched a couple of companies. Um, you know, we put in a lot of work with other clients, uh, you know, Yaya, Gemma, et cetera, um, to build out other avenues that they have been interested in and want to continue to build and took steps. We didn't get to the finish line. It's just continued steps in building out a brand enterprise that, they deserve, you know, with the clients that had um, content in the in the can, you know, Gabby Mana spent and Natalia Williams spent so much time kind of prepping and getting ready for the color purple release. Right. Uh, and like 
in the ins and outs of the marketing with Blitz? Like how how can we change, you know, how studios, you know, traditionally market these things? How do we use the time that we have when the strike is happening to really grind and figure out like the best way forward that generally like people don't have time to do, right? Um, so we kept ourselves busy that way. Um, I think as a business, like at M88, you know, Charles and I kind of saw the the threat of the strike a couple of years in advance. Um, and so we raised money and closed our financing uh, at mm. the end of 22. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the and the primary reason wasn't like, oh, like that, that that's an accomplishment in itself, but it was definitely proactive in that we don't want to stop growing. Mm-hmm. We don't want to take our foots off the gas. And, you know, just speaking bluntly, you know, minority-driven businesses or global majority-driven businesses, when people slow down, whether it's COVID or the strike, we go, right? So like during COVID, M88 started. Everyone right, else right, right. on their heels, we started the company, right? During the strike, you know, everyone's like, oh, we can't do anything. We can do a lot, right? Like we didn't have to let anyone go, right? We actually at M88 uh, acquired a digital company. We were ready, like we didn't have to uh, make the moves that kind of bigger companies had to make because we had thought and budgeted through previously about, look, our culture is very important to us. Our people are very important to us, right? So how do we how do we plan not only for the clients, but the managers here to make sure that we're still going as strong as we can go during this time to quite frankly make up some ground and to take steps forward in other avenues that we want. Um, so the strike, though it was hard, was actually very good for us. Um, and right out of the strike, we, you know, we started hiring again too. So Macro made a lot of big moves, hiring executives on the TV side. Right. We brought on, we brought on Jonathan Yu, a new manager on the talent side. Um, so we were very fortunate um, in that we got to press gas during the time versus pumping the brakes. Pumping the brakes. And what's the three to five year plan? <laughs> I know that's uh, a loaded question, but no, it's not. It's 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 actually the way you should think about anything, right? Like we 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 think about that for our clients as well. I think the three to five year plan. I think the one year plan is to make sure that everyone's back on their feet following the strike, right? For conversion for our clients, making sure everyone's back on track um, mm-hmm. in a very fast paced way. I think three to five years for us is, and you can see from our past three years, we're very intentional in how we grow. Um, whether it's through client base, whether it's through executive base, whether it's through acquisition, we're very, very intentional. Um, I know that you'll see a lot of movement in the next year, two years about companies at large. You may see us dabble in that, it, but you'll understand the move. Mm-hmm. when you. Um, I would say three years, continue to grow our executive base, right? Um, hopefully what we stand for and how we're moving is is somewhere you know that people want to be mm-hmm. uh, and building out different um verticals in a real way um you know everyone can say like we want sports we want music we want you know xyz yes of course every representation business will want all those avenues mm-hmm. want to make sure we do it right because we represent a lot like we're under a microscope of right can't move the way everyone else moves without criticism mm-hmm. right and so, like, when I, when we make a move, when we decide to make a move, it will be 
very thought through. Um, but we will expand into the verticals that I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, allies, you know, a focus on allies here as well. And expanding into just this being, you know, a place for multicultural talent and executives, period. Um, continued growth in that way. And then uh, and then we'll see. So where, can you give some examples of some challenges that you faced in growing this? You know, I feel like every time we, you know, when when people of, of, of color or there's a focus on a certain demographic of people, they have to fight to be taken seriously. Yeah. Um, and I'm really curious to hear some of some of the challenges that you faced in building this up. Um, you, you know, you represent Yahya Abdul-Mateen, Issa Lopez, Gemma Chan, and, and Taraji, and people who have really, when you talk about chip on your shoulder, I can kind of see it now, because these are people who have had to <laughs> fight to get what they, to get what they deserve in this industry. So can you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, I think the challenges, unfortunately, are the challenges that we all face, right, um, from anyone from a different background. Um, so it's not like new news, right? People want to, they want you to succeed because it's a necessary, uh, I don't want to say a press moment, but it's, it's, it's good for them for you to win. Right. But how big do they want you to win? Who knows? Right. Not, not to a, to a level where it becomes, Oh wait, are they a competitor? Like, right, 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 right. You know, it's almost like, and we have a bunch of supporters, period. Like, I don't want, I don't want to take away from that. And like all the heads of the agencies, you know, like let's just speak representation as a whole. Like they've been very kind to us. Um, I think the challenges that we face are it's it's a mindset, right? We want to hire the right people, executive-wise, right? The pool of women and POC representatives at a senior level are just not that deep. Right. And that's that's generational. Right. So hiring the right people, we want to hire the right people for the right to to fit into our culture because culture is everything for us. Right. So kind of the optionality out there is tough. Right. It's uh, the challenges have been, you know, we're technically a startup. Right. We're three and a half years in Um, having people believe in in themselves. Mm-hmm. And a chance of coming to a quote unquote new company, you know, that's a psychological challenge that that we have to work through through hiring executives, right? Um, but it's starting to come to pass as you see kind of the successes, right? It's like it's it's a new place, but it's it's familiar faces at a high level, right? Like you can see a little bit um just through the last four months, you know, the success of you know, color purple on opening weekend, right? You see True Detective and what East has been able to do with that. You see Michael and Ryan's movie come together, right? In the vampire excited. project and it's the, already the, got people the pro- excited. The project, yeah. the project. The, the project. The project. Right? project. Um, you know, you see, you know, Jalen Brown, All-Star Game. Like you see all these things happening, right? Um, and I hope that signals to those that I know are entrepreneurs and special in their own right, that the the growth will just continue, mm-hmm. right? We've done this during hard times and we're still growing and succeeding with our clients. Um, 
and hopefully, you know, that'll signal to executives that are thinking about where their path lies, that this is, could be a good place for them. I, I've always admired, even when I met you, I was like, this dude is smart and he, <laughs> he, whatever he's doing is about to blow up. Like I just knew, like you just have that, that spirit and that energy that just reads determination and success. And I see, and, and, and it's really interesting to have met you and then talk to you three years later and see all that you've accomplished. So I, 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 I want to give you your, give you your flowers, Philip, I appreciate that. Um, because you've, I, I, you know, I like the fact that you kind of move in silence, you know, you're, 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 you're out here saying what needs to be said, but you're also putting the foot to the pavement and doing the work. I think, um, I appreciate that. Uh, I would be remiss not to say it's, it's not that what I've accomplished, like it's what my group has accomplished. Has right. accomplished. It's mm -hmm. literally like, you know, and I've named them and I'll name them all again. But like, there's a group of people here who I consider to be the most special representatives in the business, uh, a group that people have not seen together before. Um, and it's an impressive and amazing, inspiring thing to see. Um, and we have a amazing client base that's believed in us. Um, and so it's, it's certainly not singular, um, but it is. We do like to move in silence. We like to move intentionally. Um, but um, but I believe that the community feels us, which mm -hmm. is the most important thing to us. Um, and we'll broaden out from there. But hopefully we get to do this again in less than three years and you'll see what's up. You'll see in less than three years. Thank you so much for coming on the Scene to Scene podcast and, and updating us and letting us know. Uh, what's going on with your team and the people involved and, you know, how, and teaching us a little bit about the ins and outs of, of this industry. So of course, happy so to much. do it. It's always, it's always good to see you and here's to your continued success. Thank you. Um, we're here if you need. Thank you so much, Philip, for, for coming on the scene to scene podcast and everybody look out for more M88 projects and for people to get involved with the firm. Thank you. Thank you.